0: We have to be super cognizant of the fact that our kids see everything and what you think, oh, I'm hiding it. I, I have this burnt up, you know, anger inside of me for the other person, but I won't show it. You, you have to like change that into having an iron tove for the other parent, you know, to the extent possible. Otherwise, unfortunately, sometimes, unwittingly, you're putting the child in the middle.
1: But I've seen, I mean, some sacrifices in on, on, on this type of a situation where sometimes you have one parent that's really not involved or really in the wrong in certain ways. I think it's extreme. And you see another parent, like this is a very high level, like they don't talk to their kids about it. I don't know that, I, that you can expect everybody to do that. That's very high level. But it's an incredible, you know, if you see that ideal, then you could take it down.
2: Welcome back to the Jews Next Door podcast, where we explore a different topic of our parenting hierarchy each month with the goal of raising the next generation of passionate and committed Jews. I'm your host, Rabia Shell, and in this episode, we move on to the intervention component of our conversation on Sean Bias. When things are not working, what can we do? And we have the opportunity to speak to a couple who helps couples in so many ways, both as Rabbi in Rebbiton in Oceanside, as well as Dr. Muscat, who is the director of the Counseling Center in YU and the Dean of Mental Health and Wellness in NYU. And without further ado, enjoy the episode. When you guys as a couple were, let's say, having a challenging situation or a challenging decision to make, you know, like whether it was sending your child to school or yeshiva or any other area, you know, how did you as a couple handle that?
0: We have always had a perfect marriage, never any challenges whatsoever.
2: <laughs> I should probably have said in the <laughs> intro that <laughs> Muscat is well known for his very deadpan humor.
0: <laughs> so we've, we've, had, we've, had our, we've had some challenging um, situations, um, actually relating to school. I, I remember with uh, one of our children, um, we were deciding whether to send him to high school. And we actually brought him to Dr. Pelkovitz and we were like talking it out.
2: Really, wow. we
0: we're very into talking things out, both with ourselves, both with our uh, children. And I remember that Dr. Pelkovitz, correct me if I'm wrong, y'all. I think Dr. Pelkovitz asked, um, was it, who do you like more, or who, who what what, what's harder, what's, what's harder, part? being Having the a be, have a parent who's a yeah. rabbi or a parent who's a psychologist? <laughs> And and he said it's harder having a parent who's a psychologist because she doesn't let me play the uh the violent video game. <laughs> so I was very happy to hear that's that he yeah, Because usually we get like the rabbis. I know like. that's what I'm saying. I felt very good about that. That's um, at the end of the day, it's actually interesting when you in terms of deciding whether when a child should go to high school, who makes the decision, the parent, the child. And I think there's never you're never hundred percent sure in terms of your decisions. Um, but I think it's, I think we like to talk things out with our mentors. Baruch Hashem, we've had a lot of mentors and I found like actually like early in our marriage, sometimes when we've been like a little bit overwhelmed at times, I think we didn't have necessarily, we didn't go to mentors as much. Mm. Um, I think that talking it out with ourselves, talking with other people, um, and then I think things, it normalizes certain conversations and certain decisions. Um, so, so that was a challenging decision and, but I think we, we did okay, I think. I think we did okay with
2: that. What do you, what, what do you <laughs> think, great. Dr. Moskow? Anything?
1: I think we did great. Really, because, well, I guess I guess once we talk about that, I would say first thing about parenting that I think is that it's also Dishmaya and a lot of davening, and I think that's probably what you start with, what you end with. That, that's for me. Totally. Um, but I do agree that we did a lot of asking mentors. Um, I think the way we kind of conceptualized the idea of challenges is the, the idea that there's chronic sort of things or, or situations that are... Overwhelming in general, sort of situations you find yourself in in life, versus specific mm-hmm. situations that happen. So that was an example of a specific situation, and and there's others like that when when they start dating and. Um, so I would start first with the sort of overwhelming situations because I think that's very common. Right. And we certainly, I think, can, can say that we had that. <laughs> um, I think there's Baruch Hashem, you know, if you have your children very young, there's certain challenges. If you have them older, there's different challenges. And so I think for us just, um, I remember when our third child was born, so it was close in age to, to our second. And I think we just found ourselves very, very overwhelmed in a situation mm-hmm. like that. And then again, I think when our kids were teenagers, I remember all of a sudden being in the kitchen, we were like, our kids are just teenagers. Like, this is wild. this is hard. <laughs> like, we were really overwhelmed a little bit with those same three being um, teenagers. So, um, and, and I think in early years, you know, we weren't financially settled and just just trying to establish ourselves career-wise during those years. So right. that's just that. And, and I'm saying that because I think it's important to know that there are episodes in life that are challenging like that. Totally. Um, so I think for us, what was, although it's true we didn't go to as many mentors, even in the early years, you know, we were fortunate to live in Great Neck and we had the role models of Rabbi Mrs. Lerner who are exceptional parents. Yeah, And yeah. just by watching them and their family, I think that was, you know, even if we didn't feel comfortable necessarily to always ask, um, as you know, later we did, we had our own parents that we asked questions to, so just co- having conversations and talking things out. Um,
0: I think I think a major I, I think a major thing that worked for us is that despite the fact that there were times when we were very overwhelmed, I think what works for us is that we're very supportive of each other. Mm. Like I was very supportive of her psychology career. Like we st- we joked that like our first five years were basically living and 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 spending money because our first five years I was in Smichan Law School and Yael was in uh, psychology school and I earned. Um, because I was youth director, so I got free rent and eight thousand dollars. I think by my fourth <laughs> year, I was earning twelve thousand dollars. Wow! And so, but we were, incur- you know, we were incurring debt, right? And it, very stressful. But I was very supportive and passionate about her achieving her goals, and she was very passionate about me achieving my goals. And I right. think that makes a big difference in terms of whatever stressors you have. If if at the end, of, like that, that works for us. I think different couples have different things that work for them. But I think we're both very. Um, we both admire, and we're both passionate and supportive of each other's goals.
2: How did how did you support each other's goals? Like, what did that look like?
0: Well, well for example, I told her to go to psychology school. Yeah. She no, she actually no, she actually when we first got married, she went. She was getting a master's in in special ed, oh, really? at Teachers College, wow. and it's clear it wasn't her passion. And it was a four-year or five-year program, depending on where she got in, where she get into for psychology school. She had to take the was it GREs and like right. it's a whole to do and you and I was in school too and like some I think some families switch off or like you know one 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 family I, you know one, one parent goes time. to school that one's working vice versa sure. um, but I but I, I I encouraged her to basically go for uh, you know to, to, to do it because she very much enjoyed it and she very much wanted to do it and I uh, I encouraged her to do that I think, examples
1: yeah. like that are, are many many examples I mean. Basically, every th- accomplishment I've had is because he encourages me to do it, including doing things like podcasts, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he thinks I could do it. We and so, didn't get <laughs> <you> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's absolutely um, a, a very big cheerleader, which, by the way, sometimes comes with a little pressure, too, because it's like, he thinks I can do it, right. so it's like, you know, and, and I think the same, I think the same for me, meaning I didn't, I wasn't one of the Rabbitsons that always knew I wanted a rabbi as a husband, I didn't, I always said this, I married a person, not a profession for me, and you know, obviously going into this profession after having, he was a lawyer first, hmm. and then decided to go to the rabbinate, right. and you know, there were, I there were, one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the religious Zionist um,
0: dilemma, there better be a rabbi and a lawyer. So I
1: think that, in, in the things that were kind of complicated about that, but I think having that for us, we were talking about this you know when it, it was fun to prepare for this because it brought us back to older things right. and we kind of came to this idea that like every couple has a secret sauce every family mm-hmm. and they're different you know like for us it was this idea um, and it's also style that a lot of humor he obviously uses a lot of humor <laughs> yes um, yes and remember well oh. yes oh. <laughs> and um, in general we are a relatively fluid or open kind of home meaning we talk about most things our kids we talk about a lot of things with our kids also, um, and that works for us. There's other people that it works for them to have rules and, to be, you know, structures. Were and, you were you open you know, with
2: your children when it was like, let's say, going through like one of those like struggles or challenges? Was it like, I mean, like that transparency, you know, went to that also or not necessarily?
0: I think I think so. I, think we I mean, we didn't have like yeah. major any major crises, but I think our kids knew mm. when things may have been going on and they were they'd make fun of us but they'd be very supportive of us. Right, right. No, and it was it, it was a kind of friendly banter in terms <laughs> of um, we we let, we trusted our kids um and sometimes like if one child was making a decision and we were wondering about it we talked to sometimes other kids. I mean it was open, nothing nothing that that they they or the children didn't want to, you know, keep things secretive. But right, there's certain right. things that uh, I think we have a pretty open relationship with our with our kids and it's and I think I think we give them a lot of respect. Um, in fact, right, we're not one of these we're not one of these uh, families that have these kind of strict rules um, and systems in play, which I think are great, by the way. Oh, yeah, right. we're, just, we're just awful at it. <laughs> or, or theory, and theoretically, we do that, but you need a lot of follow through. As an educator, I'm sure you know. Right, right? right, You can make all the rules you want, but you have to follow through them. Sure, sure. And um And so I think what made it work is just really an open. Rela- open relationship with our kids, um, and um, and we try to be flexible. Like you know, when I'm, you know, as you know, like I, I'm, I've, I'm very hashkafic. Yes. Okay, <laughs> and I try to give over that misora to my children, and and so sometimes if someone's not following the exact misora, you know, the exact my exact hashkafa, so. It, it, I have a certain vision of what I, you know, want my kids to be like uh, to some extent. And but as I've gone older, I've got a little more flexible. And I think uh, obviously flexibility is a great, uh, great tool. You know, you, you, it's it's good to have visions, it's, it's good to have goals, and then to be, uh, as Dr. Palkovich says, expand your bumper sticker.
2: Totally, 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 for sure.
1: Yeah, and just to to be a little bit more concrete, um, I also think in times like that, it's very important to, so we talked about getting support from other people, but it's also important to think about solutions. Like I remember when we spoke to Ever Rosenzweig at one point, um, we talked about if I should go to work full time or not work or whatever, I don't remember the situation actually, but he said something like, well, there is three quarters, whatever the situation was, that was what I remembered, meaning Try to implement solutions also. Get, get So I think sometimes getting a babysitter, getting cleaning help, mm. um, things like that really do help. And I think, you know, I remember even with my last child, um, I do remember somehow feeling a little bit overwhelmed. And I remember when my babysitter came, the one who we still have to this day, and he's 15.
2: Really? Because of this reason wow.
1: that she, I just felt calmer and I needed that. And he sort of supports that. So things like that, like actually trying to implement and support the things that the other person needs, um, I think are very helpful. And I think the other things we try to, along the way, have fun at the level that we could afford at the time. Right. Um, you know, I see the young families are trying to do big trips. We didn't do big trips like that. Yeah. And my kids are not so happy that we do them with my younger <laughs> kids. Um, <laughs> listen, there's nothing that unites kids more than ganging up against their parents. So that's... that's, that's so uh, true. You know, that's so the most true. So but it's yeah, interesting because one of the things
2: that the themes that you mentioned is that Together as a couple, you were very open with each other. And then you also said how that also was in the household that you raised as well. So it sounds like that shalom bias that you, you modeled is what ended up really creating that type of household. Right. Would uh, you say that that's an accurate? Mean, name, mean
0: that where I mean, that the household that I grew up in. No, I mean oh,
2: the household that you created for your children right. is based off of the type of relationship. Yeah, that you have.
0: I think it's, Yeah, I, th- I think this, I think. I mean, I think that's a key you sowed in terms of raising kids, and you know, I mean it's modeling for them. Exactly. Know, right. Modeling your behavior, modeling your relationship. Hopefully, it, it spills over to them. There's a whole big machlokus about this, like to what extent. Do you have to actually tell your children sometimes, oh, now I am taking out the garbage. You <laughs> need to follow through, or do they, like, do they get things through osmosis right, right. or not? So that's like a Shiloh. Good to, question. You it's need to question. do both, you know. But <laughs> right. but, uh, but no, I think we try to model a, a happy household. That's Robert Willig's very into that. You can have rules. You can have, you have to have rules. You have to have systems, but it always has to be a joyous household. And so we try. It's not always e- it's not always easy, but uh, but well, we try.
2: Yeah, I remember perm seeing Purim. It in, well, very. Purim, very, very, Purim, Purim, Purim is a joyous time. But <laughs> yes. I remember like, seeing it, seeing no, it in the your kids are time. great, yeah. Uh... <laughs> so, so, I'm curious, as, um, as, you know, as director of the counseling center, as Rabbi of Shul and Rabbi Ann Reviton, so I'm sure you've counseled many different couples through or you know, even pre-being married or, and also you know, in that stage of marriage as well. What, what types of, what, what would you say are like, the biggest challenges that you've seen? And then I guess, how did you counsel them?
0: Well, the, f- the first thing I just want to say is that one of the greatest challenges, which may may not be what you're thinking about, is that they come too late. Mm. I-, I think there's like a lot of, prov- like sometimes as a rabbi, I only hear about things when it's too late. Not that right. I'm necessarily the expert to consult, yeah, yeah. But I think certain things you need know, actually a therapist to, to go to. Sure. Um, but even couples to get counseling.
2: Um, well, like you said, you used to go to your mentors yeah, yeah, and just yeah. to people to talk things so, out. So, so I, I,
0: think, I think it's very important for, for – um, I think it's very important that, that I, I've seen sometimes that things sometimes – only, people only come to uh, therapists or rabbis or to get support – when it's at crisis mode, I've right, seen that right. a lot mm-hmm. and I think I think it's become more normalized nowadays to get support earlier. We actually try in our shoal uh, to have at least um, one one Chavez a year and another program a year dedicated to parenting or mental health. Mm. Part of the goal is just to get people talking about it, right. thinking about it right, right. I, I think like you know like you know there's like you know, when you go to a doctor, right? So there's when you're sick, you go to a doctor, you get better. But then there's the annual checkup, there's preventative care. And I think that, I've, unfortunately, I've seen it a lot where couples are, are not coming in for the preventative care, mm-hmm. which everyone needs. Everyone needs to, to work on their marriage, everyone needs to, to strengthen their marriage. And sometimes, unfortunately, they don't come until it's like, uh, right. until it's in crisis mode. Sure,
2: sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and so on my end, the Counseling Center, I think, first of all, to start, I do want to say that I think a lot of the young couples are doing great. A lot of the couples that we see are completely aligned in their mission. They really, they have a good, Good. all the foundations that we need the trust, the communication, the interest in each other. I think a lot of them do have that because I don't want to kind of get into a litany of issues and always, you know, but there are sometimes other kinds of things. So first of all, I think the red flags. Yeah, because I think I think one of your questions was about you know are there times that you definitely need intervention even in pre? Yeah, and certainly yeah. if you see red flags. So that's obviously the controlling if a person is not you know bringing not feeling comfortable, they're not themselves. Um, any kind of physical abuse, any verbal abuse, a lot of criticism, a lot of um, rigidity where mm-hmm. one person really is not understood at all. Sure. even you know before the relationship. Yeah, yeah like, like e- 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 I was
0: saying, even sometimes when you know. People don't come to you for counseling, and people see this all the time. You sit at the Shabbos table, and you see these things going on, right. and you're like hoping. You, know, you like, should. Uh, you're hoping <laughs> like, are they getting help? Are they? Getting, right, right. Uh, how do you How do you communicate with them like that? This is not really yeah. the right way to behave. These things are very challenging. That's a, that's a challenging. To, how, I'm saying how to give tochacha an effective way. Yeah. is not yeah. easy?
1: But but so I think in situations like that, there are situations where rabbis therapists always with the permission of the person do get involved and sometimes you can stop something beforehand and sometimes mm-hmm. you really can't and i think sometimes things certain things just need to play out right but most of the dating challenges are not that yeah most of them are more subtle things like a, some of them have to do with the person themselves right the couple's Two individuals mm-hmm. and sometimes it really has to do with the person's own emotional situations that they either other person doesn't understand or they themselves don't fully understand right they have a lot of anxiety they have um tendencies to adhd um tendencies to depression these are not problems that are not surmountable right. but if the couple is not both aware of them beforehand or the kind of couple that because I'm not talking about if you should say or not say. That's a whole other issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but that the couple has like some resiliency and flexibility to be mm-hmm. able to work on those things. Right, um, right. I think that that's very important. Um, it's not, and and you could you could see it by. If they're able to work certain things out together, how they work out a conflict together. That's why this idea that you know couples should never see, kids should never see a couple fight. There's different opinions on it for sure, but I think the issue is more. So they're, they're never
0: How do you resolve that
1: conflict, right? So I, think that you might. Based see a on little what you've been more. saying
2: so far, I assume you're saying it's okay to fight in front right. of children as it's long okay as with yeah, to an extent. To an
1: extent, I, you know, and I think it has to do with a person's. Yeah, I think it's it's okay to talk things out honestly and have conflicts, for sure. Um, some people are not comfortable with that, and that's okay. But if you're if it's in the comfort zone mm-hmm. for you, and if you're able to, I, I think for them to see how you work something out and also how you how right you discuss it afterwards. So what is that
2: line then? Meaning, like, right. where do you like? Where is it like?
1: So it's in the same things as this. I think it's it's if there's respect in how you speak. I think there's certain lines you can't cross in a fight. That then it's okay. It happens. which is another point disdain you know I think Otman talks a lot about that yeah, idea yeah, yeah. criticizing a person like, you're so this you're so that that really shouldn't happen in name the right?
2: Calling, name
1: calling bringing up the past bringing up the person's family your mother this your father that Th- those are kinds of that's not a discussion about something that you disagree with that, right. that's an attack to the other person well, yeah. Yeah.
0: there's a difference, difference between I think conflict based on stress and where you're belittling the other person mm-hmm. I think that that's where it becomes I think
2: what do you mean? Expand on that. Like, a I more.
0: think if you're making, if you're like making the other person feel small, mm. and you're embarrassing the other person, demeaning the other person, it's one thing to say like, I'm upset and I feel bad and I'm stressed, but when you're sort of more of an ad hominem attack, I think that's that's more dangerous. Right. I think for for for, more th- for for the relationship and for, for the kids. Right. Super so ball. why?
2: Let's let's let's. I understand why that would be more dangerous for the relationship. Yeah. What would what what like explain why that would also be more dangerous for like in the vis-a-vis the parenting
0: well the, first of all the kids see how you're the kids first the kids don't aren't as safe right they don't feel as safe there's conflict between the parents i think kids understand that sometimes parents get stressed you know my kids i don't i don't i, I don't usually lose it but this like uh, this is like uh this might have been like i don't know 15 20 years ago 20 years ago we, we took a trip to israel and and uh and this is like we went for a month right and the money was tight then. So I had everything, like, you know... Very planned uh, very, very planned out, everything. Sure. And and we rented a car, rented a car and, and we got a free parking space from a congregant and a free apartment. And, like, but it was a very narrow... It was very, like, a narrow parking spot yeah. in line, yeah. one of these narrow streets. Yeah. And I remember how, like, I was trying to pull out one time, and I, like, scratched, oh. like, the side <laughs> of it. And, and oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know how expensive it would be. And I lost it, or whatever. Right. And... I still, remember, my kids still make fun of it, make fun of me to this day because I, I, I generally don't lose it. Right. And right. so that's fine. You know, it's yeah. like once in a while you can lose it and they they, they don't, they don't, they they make sure that I remember. That, the fact yeah, that I, I lost was that kidding. but that shows it was that it was, was like actually.
2: so you know yeah, it's so out of character right, right. it's out
0: of character so, so listen it has to do with frequency it sure. has to do with but again I wasn't attacking it was it was my own you mean, right, everyone right. has their own that they're working on Sure, uh, no one's perfect so everyone has their own chisronos and, and things always get to them and that's what's normal what's not normal you know it's, it's not normal to have you know it's more challenging to have a relationship when sides are attacking each other sure. and
1: uh or silent fights where right. there's not a lot you know mm. c- kids see those things also if what? They, like no you know lack of communication lack of connection between right. the parents um they don't talk about the things that bother them but everybody else kind of knows that they right. do like this you elephant that, in the yes, room and yes, walking that's on awesome. eggshells that's also awesome. i mean i don't know if you're going to get to a little later sort of how those things can affect but kind of so like let's talk said, about now What
2: i mean how, how does that affect the children that, like what you were saying like they they see it right so how, which one would you say is worse is the is the silent fight worse or the you know the attacking I don't know
1: if you uh, yeah it d- 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 depends,
0: depends really you know words, it's I, I, let me ask you can i can i oh. throw back at you i could say like how would you feel if you're ignored or someone screams at you so you know i remember when i was my early years when i was an attorney i still remember this when I was like a first year, we were on a deal. There's first, I was the first year associate. There was a senior associate and a partner, right? So I remember that we made we made some kind of mistake, and the partner was like screaming at the senior associate, but he wasn't. He didn't even acknowledge me. So I was like, who's worse, right? <laughs> so like, I wasn't even in the room. So like, to some extent, you know, if so- if someone is quiet because the say they need, they, they, it's, they have difficulty expressing themselves, they need, to, they need a timeout. Mm-hmm. it's different if it's like viewed as like ignoring, you know, like you say, right, you know, right. you want, you know, Kadish uh, Baruch Hu wants you to scream at him rather than ignore him, or right. you want to Baruch Hu to punish you, then can just completely ignore you, so like, right. I, so I, I, it depends if the silence is like in a, is it, if, at least my view, at least, if it's like a proactive type of silence where you're ignoring someone you're not you're not even you're not even gory stuff because right, then you don't even know that. what's
2: going on in their head you're saying, and you're, so, like, but
0: they, you're showing feels, like you don't matter at all right, right. versus just having the but obviously, if it's abusive, so that could be worse. Like, right. So it depends on the nature. But I'll leave it. You're the expert. No, I think
1: also it has to do with, and it mm. is a little bit
2: Look at h- h- hard
0: <laughs> to
1: explain a little bit. Not the expert bit, in doing it. <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> in, in, diagnosing
0: it yeah. in diagnosing
1: it. Well, actually, it's also a, like a style thing. I think, we're, I think we're talking a little bit about style also. Yeah. Like, like you have to be comfortable with what your style is. I remember I went to a Gottman conference, mm. and he ah. talks about stonewalling. He talks about this concept, like, if you're having an argument and the other person is ignoring you, you know, that's called s- stonewalling. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not what happened with us. But sometimes Jonathan is more, and that was, you know, you have to know your styles. He, he will more keep to himself, mm-hmm. like he said, um, when he's until he's ready to talk about something. Um, or sometimes it doesn't need to be talked about. So I came back from this conference all gung-ho, like, we're not going to do that. We're going to, you know. And then the first time something came up, and he like right away said how he felt. I was like, you know, we're not doing that, that particular thing. Like that doesn't work for us. So you know, we always talk about that. Um, and uh, you know, so I think I think balance. I think you know, look, I, you, one of your questions was the idea of like how how can a negative relationship affect? It's clear that it has effects. First of all, it makes kids sad. It makes them feel unsafe. Right. What it also does is it makes them unable. If you put it the other way, a good relationship allows a child to spend time developing himself. You know, sometimes people will say to me, like, my child is so like, like they're so overly emotional or they're so. and, And, you know, they make a big deal out of every little thing. And sometimes I'll say to them, like, you know, some some of these things are luxuries that they're able to do because they're in a very. Good foundation, a house mm. with a good foundation, and they feel safe enough to develop these, you know, to develop themselves with all the ups and downs and acting out and all these kinds of things that they have to go through. Ah. You know, when you're when when there's conflict in the home, the child's resources, like they're not able to, the parents' resources are taken up in that. And the child is alert, so it can develop into people pleasing. You have the one who always wants their parents to be mm, happy, mm. and they feel it's their fault. Right. You have the one who doesn't know how to express their feelings. Um, those are just some examples, you know. Sure. So they, a lot of times, you know, they, they might act out in a more negative way because they don't have a way to express these feelings. Things right. Like and they're that. trying like, to get the attention. And I, and I, yeah, exactly. And 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 I, pull I, attention I know it's away hard to say. Fighting, you know, which one is the one that's a luxury, and which? One, but, but you know it when you see it. Sure. Sure. You know. Sure. On the other hand. I don't know if this is the opportune time to say it, but um, I also don't want to scare people so much about, like, that you can't be a good parent if there's a situation of child bias in the house. You know, I grew up, my parents are divorced. And, you know, you a couple of things I want to say about that. First of all, my parents are big role models for me for parenting, even though,
2: right. Right. Um,
1: you know, I come from a divorce home. My mother's super involved in my everyday parenting, and my father also in bigger picture things. Mm-hmm. So that's number one, I would say. Number two, I would say, is there are ways to do it. That are less impactful in negative ways. So, so we, we talk about that. These are things I see also. Um, obviously some basic things about putting kids in the middle. You don't wanna do things like that. Right. But also even things that are like a little bit more, like I do see at during college certain things, I hope it's okay to say it, like when when parents are not able to get along about finances, mm. even in college age, to the point where there's holds on their accounts mm. because this person won't pay because of that person.
2: Right, it's horrible. Right. Then you're yeah. constantly reminding the them of ch- these right.
1: things and you're, you're causing so much stress. So I, I just, I think it's important to say that, you know, I don't want people to feel it's black and white. You know, great John bias, Great parenting.
2: Totally,
1: it, there are ways even within that. Sure. Um, sure. If you're attending to the child and the child's needs and they're not hard. it's hard. And it's though.
0: hard. Because I think if you're having challenging shawl and bias issues, then to some extent, I think very often you want your child to like you more than the other person, mm. and, then, um, so and then unfortunately, you can, whether intentionally or unintentionally, you can badmouth the other the other parent uh, in front of the. Sometimes you may may not say something, but the way you act in a certain way, kids see a lot of things that parents don't think they see. Right. It's true. Kids notice everything. Kids kids notice everything. I mean, kids are resilient. Kids are are more resilient than we think. That's true. That's true. But but at the same time, kids see everything, and um, it starts – with, uh, you know, as you're, you're an, an educator, administrator. Um, <laughs> so, and, and, you know, sometimes, you know, if a, a student says, I didn't say that to the teacher, oh, but how you said it, your body language, right. obviously, it implied something. And sure. the same thing, it, pl- it applies not just for kids, but adults as well, um, how they speak to children about the other parent who they're having and bias issues with, uh, it makes... A tremendous difference. We have to be super cognizant of the fact that our kids see everything and what you think. Oh, I'm hiding it. I, I, I have this burnt up, you know, anger inside of me for the other person, but I won't show it. You, you have to like change that into having an iron tove for the other parent, you know, right. to the extent possible. Um, otherwise, unfortunately, sometimes unwittingly you're putting the child in the middle.
1: Sure. I've sure. seen, I mean, some sacrifices on, on, on this type of a situation where sometimes you have one parent that's really not involved or really in the wrong in certain ways. I think it's extreme. And you see another parent like this is a very high level. Like They don't talk to their kids about it. I don't know that I that you can expect everybody to do that. That's yeah. very high level. But it's an incredible, you know, if you see that ideal, then you could take it down.
2: Right, right, you right. Know. Yeah, totally. And one of the reasons that we're talking about this and this is very early on in our whole entire podcast in general is because the whole podcast is built based off of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and you know we created our own parents' hierarchy of needs. So we went through building a relationship with a child, then child safety, and now we're talking about child bias because in order for the rest of the things to come, is you there needs to be that you know, that harmony and that you know mar- marital harmony in in the in the home, otherwise. It's just it is going to be challenging. I'm not saying it's it's, it's the beyond all, all, but it is it. it, it no,
1: it, it's absolutely a foundation. Right. Absolutely, it's a foundation.
2: So let's let's go through like yeah, what I, do you do actually? I Meaning, how like take us step by step in a way of like, couple comes to both of you, right? Either in the shul or in, in you know in YU Stern. What what do you how do you cancel them when they are dealing with that child bias and they 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 see it's affecting their children? What do you what do you do in that situation? Uh,
0: well, I think you have to. I think you have to break up. The shell and bias piece first of all, and the parenting piece, because you have to solve. Well, you first try to solve the shell and bias right, piece right. to some extent, because um, it's not in this, like if there's no Shalom, if there's there's struggling with Shalom bias. Okay, then we have to see how do we manage sure. with that. But I would say first, um, you, you need to spend time with each other. You need to talk things out. You need to wh- whatever whatever the issues are. But I think the the most the, the first thing is. I have I have counseled parents to first instead of saying okay granted my and bias is is our and bias could be awful so how do we handle it, how do we deal with the kids now by the way that may be the case at the end of the day because they've mm-hmm. given up right but I want to exhaust sure sure um, you know every possibility or see the appropriate people for counseling or whatever so so that the shalom bias improves and right. I wouldn't let it be a given that you know, our Sean bias is bad, and sure, therefore-
2: sure. So what do, what do we do? What is that, I mean, what, what do we do to it? Like, how would you counsel Sean, people who are struggling with Sheldon bias? Before you get, right, right now What's we'll take the, the parent? parenting out well, for what, a second. What depends What's
0: what the issue is. I mean, it depends what the issue is. If it's like, uh, if it's a stressful issue, so it, could, it could, be, could be a stressful issue, so it's a problem solve with the parents, how to handle the specific situation. Could be they're st- stressing over their child, and they have issues. So, so right. almost, a lot of it could be sort of a problem solving. It could, if it's a, so for me again, I'm not, a, I'm not the professional. My wife's the professional. So very often, <laughs> they go to me. I'll ask her what what I should do, <laughs> or so refer to her. But, but for my, I guess what's easy for me to do is to problem solve. And sometimes it's a stressful situation, so I might be pretty good at problem solving that. Mm-hmm. If it's a relationship and different techniques, so maybe I have some ideas, but I'd really pass it off to Yael to and to, to the person to get help sure. in terms of that issue.
1: Uh, well, first, all, I would say a few things. First of all, you know, I'm, I'm not an expert on working with couples either. So I would often also, I think, I think, I, I would, I know we started with zooming out. I would zoom out a little bit more mm-hmm. before we get into you know i think if you're able to see patterns in a relationship early so i work with people sort of younger right pre, pre the, right, right. right, right. Um, so if you're able to see certain patterns early the things we talk about are a lot i know we mentioned this, but a lot of flexibility mm-hmm. so almost like working with them on benefit of the doubt we spend a lot of time that's a way of putting it but really there's other theoretical ways of putting it what would what is the other person why would the other person do this thing why would they not give you a present on your birthdays, you know, if you told them a hundred times that you want them to do it, right. why would they continue to, uh, whatever behavior is bothering them? Mm-hmm. Um, what, you know, why, why would they, or if you're dating, why would they not call you when you, to- at, at, at night, when you told them a hundred times that you want them to do that? What would be the reason for that? What would be, or if they're fighting about something, a married couple, um, why, you know, so because there's a need for that. If you're able to, there's the EFT is a type of marital therapy. There's a lot of experts out there on it that really talks about, like, understanding the need that the other person has. If you can mm-hmm. get yourself in that habit. So that would be one thing is trying to understand the person's need. Maybe, um, you know, they're, if a person's so upset that another person forgot something and the fight starts to become about that they forgot the birthday or they forgot the, right. if the person who forgot, then the fight starts to become about how they're fighting about it if the person who forgot might think about what that would mean to them, like why they're reacting like that. Right, because that's not like a problem-solving case anymore. No, 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 and there's different, yeah, yeah. So I'm talking about the emotional piece, but you want to understand, does the person, a lot of times, you know, this is a stereotypical thing, but sometimes it's a lot of times, the men want to get it right, And when they're constantly being criticized, it might bring up something from before. It might make them feel like they're always getting it wrong, so they withdraw. So really trying to, like, and for uh, you know, the woman wants to be recognized. Or, or, you know, I'm giving the most stereotypical case. case. So that's one thing. Um, The other thing is, sort of like I was saying before, it's two individuals going into a relationship. So I would try to work with the person. Again, I work more with individuals. But to understand what they're what they're bringing into it right. and see if we can help them get treatment for that. If it's anxiety. I mentioned ADHD because it's one of those things that's like, you can kind of manage it and then sometimes, like if it's on the borderline, then when you get married, these things sometimes come. It's very hard yeah. to manage all the yeah, different yeah, yeah. tasks. So try to like understand the issue, help them. I'm very, very into, you know, trying to normalize therapy. Right. Because I think it's not, it doesn't have to be a whole big depressing thing. It doesn't have to be so, such a heavy thing. It's, it's interesting services, on, on that point
2: that you said, But someone I know that, they when they got married, I remember what oh, when they after they got married I think like when when the when the woman got pregnant when the wife got pregnant she had to go off of some medications that they were on when they were dating, yeah. and they the, the the like the husband was like what so that's like, perfect that's a perfect that's like situation a, right? that happens like, all the time what's going so, on here? so that's where <laughs> this it is not when the for, like
1: so that's where it brings the flexibility if they right. have that elasticity in the relationship mm-hmm. they can work on that they have the trust that's when if he's able he's panicky. So she can understand that it panics him, Mm -hmm. which is what a therapist would work on. Right. And he has to understand that this is something where maybe he might be resentful that she didn't tell him. Maybe he understands why she didn't tell. Maybe she thought she was totally fine. It wasn't a big deal anymore. And then it came back up. That's a perfect example that somebody would come. And that's when we would tease things apart a little bit, kind of like what you were saying. Maybe you should talk to somebody about this. Definitely get in touch with a psychiatrist. Somebody talk to him about why this might be affecting her like that. Sort of a calm and maybe call in if there's no parents available, a friend, somebody to, it's not so realistic, a friend, but somebody to come and help out, or, or somebody to raise money. Sometimes Jonathan, you know, raises money, in his, in his. We would totally pay for a night nurse from the shul fund if a situation like this came wow. up, rather than let it fester, 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 and turn into something worse. So it's wow. an exact example of something like that. Is Go it, to somebody. Maybe there's a solution. There's a lot
0: of unknowns that pe- people are just not aware, and like they're not. Sh- they they think this is not normal. Right. And if you just
1: exactly.
0: If just get them to speak to you, it's like yeah, yeah, it happened to me. Yeah, yeah, it happened to this. And they and just don't it. even know what to do. They know like, what to do. They think th- like
2: th- we're the only ones that this right. is exactly. happening to. Right. I'm
1: very yeah. into sort of you know um and then there's so skills also you know you want to teach them skills and then there's there is a, a real value to couples therapy so i do want to say here like again i know we talked about pre but even at YU, we're trying now to start a program um we're actually dealing with i don't know if i'm allowed to say it on the podcast not so official but um with ezra from new jersey we oh, want to cool. arrange a program for all YU students to be able to have premarital a premarital session um wow mat- yeah premarital session very cool. and afterwards at post marital and um and then to be able to provide them at a very very steep discount a person to meet with if there's some kind of crisis we're actually talking i don't know if you've met avi michelle i don't know yeah sure yeah so avi we're talking a lot to avi who's wonderful with this kind of thing Ah. so because we think it's very very important for personalized right there used to be a lot of these workshops but if it's not totally personalized somebody that then it's harder to find it's harder to go for the help My whole thing is it's harder to find the help. Well, are there Um, things?
2: Let's actually zoom out a little bit more. Even are there things that the couple can do before, let's say, they go to someone else, or or would you not even recommend that? Or would you say like, no, let's just you know immediately try to go to someone else? No,
1: for sure, there are things. I mean, obviously, they
2: should try to talk. But I'm saying like, what are there practical things that uh, that you would recommend before? Yeah, obviously, it depends on the issue. But I'm saying like, you know, if it's a problem-solving issue. Or if it's a relational, you know, depending on what it is. Yeah,
1: I think I think um, obviously we we talk a lot about the date night thing. I think for some people that's unrealistic, mm-hmm. but finding a way to to do to have fun together somehow else. I know it seems pretty basic. Um, so I'm saying, I guess. Really? No, I think it's a great question. Like, are there healthy habits? Yes, healthy that couples habits can that get a couple, into? Okay. Healthy habits I mean, before they even into? Before they even get yeah. into Yeah, really yeah. yeah. Just, yeah um, is very important.
0: Um, that, we, when, we, we, there were times in our marriage we we're good at it, and sometimes we yeah, weren't, yeah, we're not. We weren't yeah. as good well, at it.
1: We like to travel together. That's one thing. Mm. So, you know, we're, we're, you know, but whatever that thing is for you, if you can do that.
0: Um, yeah, I tell couples, even me, even means go off for ice cream for like. An hour, like I said, it doesn't have to be the most expensive date. You right. spend five bucks or ten bucks, to go out for ice cream. Just an hour where you're not talking about bills or kids or other things. Because when you're were, you were dating before you got married, you weren't worried about all these different things. And now you're you all the things going on. So it's important to continue that uh, on a regular basis. Try to find. I feel that with certain things in life, like you know, you, you know, you want to get a job, so you know you have to. Do this in college and or you need to earn a certain amount of money so you you, you know what you have to do is a very fixed and very rigid concrete ways to achieve certain goals so when it comes to marriage there's it's very intangible what's right. a good marriage a not so good marriage what's a part of it's what you see you see different people have good marriages but it's very hard to concretize um so i think people may not spend as much time Thinking about, though, they think about how much they're gonna buy a house or how they can get their next job. But how to have a good marriage, it's not so concrete. I always, I always compare it to like, you know, say for where like, you know, the Beni Israel were traveling forty years in the desert. And, like, we finally got it. We finally are reaching Eretz Yisrael. We're so excited. We've achieved our destination. We've reached it. We've reached our goal. It's all amazing. And Moshe lets him have it, the whole secret right. of our... Well, oh, by you. the way, if you do this, you're going to be destroyed. If this God's going to... This. You think it's the end. No, it's just the beginning. Right. And I think that sometimes... I think, I think maybe to view marriage as, I mean, it's maybe a little cliche, you have to work on your marriage, but in a real way, whatever that means, like date night or like other, other ways to make it fun and enjoyable, um, to, to carve out time like you would for other important priorities in life.
1: Nice. And I also think nice. um, expressing gratitude often, you know, like everything that the other person does, you know, it's getting to a habit get into a habit of saying thank you. I think another thing it might be too specific, but trying to not do this policing of 50/50. Um, Tip for a, tat. T- oh, very that's the much worst. Trying worst. not to do that. Um, trying to because of what we said before, you're a mission. You, your family has a particular. You're a team is a better way of saying it, you're a team. Um, and sometimes what's what if you believe in the other person, you know. So that that's very specific in a lot of ways. If you're you know if you're a spouse. Is in school and you want them to succeed in that. You know it doesn't happen by if you if you're a spouse you want them to learn. So it means that they're not going to be home some of the time. If your you know, a spouse wants to exercise and you think that they should exercise because that's another thing I would say in a minute. Um, encourage them to do that. So not not But it's not only about,
0: about what, what you want them to do. It's it's allowing them to do. what they, they, they want to do. Right. So they right. what gets, they want exactly.
1: To do. Support what they want to do. I think those are. And, and when I say talk to people, I know we're saying that a lot. It doesn't mean always in a therapy kind of intense way. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, I will say, there's, I will also qualify that with not talking to your girlfriends or your other friends for men who are like about every little thing and including them in every little thing. Mm-hmm. But also another healthy habit really, it is intangible, but it's like, so not comparing, trying not to compare. And um,
2: this is why social media for right. it's, so it's, a, it's, very yeah, it's, it's very damaging because you, you're looking at, like, look what they're and doing and look what they're making and right. like, you know, look exactly. at those, that incredible food or, or right. look at look at that vacation that they're on and they're like, why can't we be that family? And it's like that's horrible.
0: Yeah, by the way, yeah, you, you, by, by the way, like we have this, I, 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 the whole vacation piece is like interesting. Like as a rabbi, so like, you know, what I, I I don't post that much. I post a little bit, mostly and stuff, but sometimes sort of to be sort of human, I guess. Right. So you want to post some pictures. So I remember that I, I was once giving a shear on uh, to a group of people and they would they would feed me que- they, the, the congregants would feed me questions about different questions relating to vacation. Mm. So one person asked me the question, said well, should you post things on Facebook? You know, like like <laughs> mostly asking about like cautious questions, shallow questions, someone asked me about is it make other people jealous. So I think we try um, we, we we try to do one po- and I'm I'm not judging everyone has to do their own thing. For some people that's their photo album when they post on Facebook. But I remember speaking with Rev Daniel Feldman uh, about this issue and 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 sort of struggling between um, making yourself, I guess, human to your congregants a little bit, versus um, you know, having people Potentially be je- a lot of people are very happy when they see you go on vacation and they're very excited and they're happy what you're doing. And people are generally happy, and other people, some people get jealous. Some people raise
2: their eyebrows and like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: look, yeah, at the, <laughs> look at the, yeah, look at the rabbit. So, anyway, so the, so, so, so we try to, I think we do maybe one or two posts of some pictures, but uh-huh. we don't go overboard. But this is an interesting question in terms of how you use social media and how it affects people of being jealous or they think that everyone else has the most perfect life. Right. One thing I've known as a rabbi is wonderful about speaking to people. Well there's well there's wonderful wonderful about speaking to people is that you see so many wonderful stories when you speak to people like you see, you know, a lot of people, this person Davin's three rows behind me, they talk more than me during Davening or they don't go to a shir like me, but when you get to know people, everyone has unbelievable stories. Of chesed or tzedakah or whatever it is different media like the more you get to know someone the more you get to know like really wonderful qualities of so many people yeah and unfortunately you also know that people (laughs) who seemingly have perfect lives this one has a and bias issue this one has a kid who's whatever this one has this medical issue this one so right like you said
2: before there's no perfect people no one no one doesn't have anything to work on
0: right right So, so i'm saying so social media is very challenging i think for marriages um in terms of keep up with the joneses
2: totally totally what would you say, you know, if the couple's already seeing that their Sean bias has affected their children, what can they do at that point?
1: So, right. It's so, a little bit of a different question. It's so a little bit <laughs> of a different question. Um, one thing for the, for the other previous question I did want to say yeah, yeah, sure. is that I think a person knows when something is a little amiss, not to neglect your own feelings about it. Try to, like, not take your temperature every day about this relationship mm-hmm. because it's good that, that's that's I did want to mention that one point and then we'll do the next question try to get in the habit of being able to let go <clears throat> is I think a healthy habit meaning if you had a fight one day try not to carry it over and over and over and that really impacts parenting too I've seen people give a punishment and then if they don't like the way the child handled that punishment they give a punishment on the punishment go the right. so you know I think that's also a healthy habit is to try not to do that and also not to neglect yourself if you're worried about something bring it up you know, don't. don't it's not going to go totally. It, sometimes it goes away by itself, but if you're really feeling it, you know.
2: Yeah. Um, well, before we get to the next yeah. question, you had mentioned something before about exercise. I feel like you wanted to say something.
1: Oh, just, just. I, I, I think that it's very important. Like. Well, you really said it after I said it, which is don't impose those things on the other person Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't be like you have to have healthy habits and you but if a person themselves can get in a space of healthy habits Mm -hmm. I believe much more than I ever did I'm still not all the way there about the whole body mind connection and all of that Um, So try to get yourself into some good habits of exercise exercise is as good as any medication actually I'm I'm a pro medication also. So both (laughs) if that's good for somebody Um, But that's just an example um, got it, got to allow it. yourself to, you know, have ways and outlets for yourself, I think is also a healthy habit.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now let's get to that. Uh, moving, moving. So the conversation what to along do, into that.
1: Yes, if somebody is already having a hard time, I, I think a, again, I know I keep referring to this, but if you know that there's going to be something or you know that there's child and bias issues, obviously, you know, speak to a professional for your child, they may not need to see a professional. But just Oh, you're saying, you know, you're,
2: not, you're not talking about the couple, you're saying for the couple to get, the, for the for, child Yeah, to, if they
1: know that there's going to be a separation, or they're really in the midst of, of a lot of shell and bias issues, mm-hmm. um, it's good to at least like consult with the, so that somebody can consult with a uh, mental health professional, so if they need it, they, they it's easier to do it. Sure. But also, again, it's hard because of stigmas, but let the school know, so that they can, it, you could keep it private, you could say they're going through something hard, you know, let people kind of know... Um, try to show the child that things, as much as we talked about openness in this case, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't get to specifics at all with children about this kind of thing. You could just, you could, you could acknowledge for them that maybe things are a little bit tough but things are gonna be okay as much as you can provide them safety and try to increase the positive, right? You can't always take away the negative. Sure. Increase again, you know, positive things in the home. Um, sure. You know, even for a personal example, for me, we traveled a ton as a family. Um and that was like amazing, amazing memories that we had. Like in increase also the positives, even if there's something negative.
2: Sure. What do you think, Baby? I
0: I don't have anything to add. I I think she's right. I mean I, I don't I don't have anything to add. I think that I think it's good to be honest. I think I think parents it's good for parents to be honest with children enough to make them feel safe. With like you said, without going to specifics. It's like it's like a general question, like uh I don't know, after 9-11, many years ago, right, when they said, what should you tell your kids about what's going on, or terror in Israel, you know, really serious things. So the, I think the answer is, depending on the child's age, you tell them you, they're worried to some extent. You need to address that to the extent where they feel safe but you don't want to get into specifics right. to make them worse. So that, I think that's really the question. Is that's like, the, that's the fine what's, line. What's, and maybe you need to speak to an expert to know, like, what's the fine line so that they'll feel safe? Because they're going be, to have these feelings. So you need to address it.
2: Right. It's like whenever there's something that happens in, like, a school, and, like, let's say someone either passes away or right. whatever, it's so like, you know, they bring in, like, oh, right. whatever it is, to right. know what, what is that fine line, exactly right. how to talk.
0: To right. Like, it's interesting, like, once these things happen, so so many kids, like, don't need it because it doesn't relate to them. and But the school is very nervous for those one or two, which is totally fine, or the cl- that particular class or that group of friends, um, just to give them a, a space where they could feel safe, I think.
2: Right, totally. And I totally.
1: think you can also say to them very clearly, it's not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. You don't mm. have to worry about this. Take the burden off that you don't have to worry about this. And then what I said before, try very hard to... Not, and also to not put them in the middle and not put strains on them like not not, to try not to put obstacles in front of them um, if you can like it's
2: smooth i'm curious this is a little bit of a tangent but i'm curious especially because like we're a a rabbi and a rabbi would you say that they're like the shalom bias challenges affect besides for the emotional makeup of a child but also affect the religious development or is that is it more you know is it less connected
0: i mean it depends what you say about religious development you know there there is Part of our mitzvahs so are what's called <laughs> So so, so, right, so, that's, no, no. so I mean, I, I you know, I, I'm not sure what you mean in terms of more mean, in terms of their
2: relationship with Hashem and the way that they feel right. devoted to, you know, growing in their avoros Hashem and you know, tefillah and yeah. you know, so, just mitzvahs in total. So to I, I and think I it could
0: work in different. It could it could work in different directions? I think that listen, the, the best form of there's a mitzvah tohacha. The, the Gabari says nobody knows how to do it, <laughs> right? Or there's a the debate. Some say uh, nobody knows how to give tocha, no one's how to accept tocha, mm-hmm. ha, yet there's this mitzvah. So, what does mean? It means that to the extent that you could be effective at influencing someone, because when if, if you if, if they're not going to listen, the mitzvah not to say anything, but to the extent, but also if you could protest, if you don't protest, you're held accountable for the sins of whoever that you could have changed their behavior. So, parents have, it seems to me, parents have the best ability to, to directly affect their ch- child's spiritual well-being. So to the extent that the parents have a healthy relationship, which if they have a healthy relationship, there's a greater likelihood that they're going to have a healthy relationship with their children. And, and therefore, they have the best ability to model and to educate Mm. them in their religious development. At the same time, you know, sometimes you have situations where religion is an escape for some people. You know, if kids are having, you know, they're having a horrible situation at home, right? Then they go and maybe they'll find God or they'll find the Rebbe or find someone else.
1: It's soothing.
0: Soothing. It could be
1: soothing. It could be a solution. Not necessarily, right, not necessarily only an escape, but it could be something, a haven. You know, could okay. be comforting for them. So, so um. it's not always.
0: I'm saying it, it's not. It, it, it sometimes kids, you know, find or you're right, f- connect to something, connect to religion right. when they don't. But they have, you know, when when they're when they don't find comfort at home. Again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's the that's the path that we should choose. Sure. But I've seen that. It's uh, interesting
2: because I like. I guess I always thought of it as like people have said that you know the parents are in a way like modeling like how Hashem is like a, a right. parent for us right. so that's a, like how I thought but what you said is is a totally different aspect of it in terms of that the parents if if they're having children by them they're going to be able to best give to the children which will then you know help the children to right. grow and develop which has both emotionally and religiously right. but that, that's such a different right. you know element to it right. which is
0: right. I mean you're right also like you know, in other words the I think it's true that you know because the Kamesh of Keep it for parents, keep it for God. Right, just right. Talks about that. The the idea also that there's notion of gratitude, respect for authority, respect for Kaddish Barco, mm-hmm. there's this obvious relationship between the Bible Java. So I think that's certainly uh, well Sure,
2: taken. Sure. Would you would you say that you've seen any changes in the past like let's say ten to fifteen years of like what the Shaman bias issues are, or are they're more or less the same themes?
0: Um, so
2: I know we spoke a little bit about social right, media, so I, so I feel think like it that, feels, that, touches yeah, that touches on it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit so
0: so first of all in the positive um, I think it's more normalized to, mm. to go to, to go to get help since uh, mental a health. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, a lot of children, teenage children, are seeing therapists more than ever before. A lot of young adults are seeing therapists more, more than before. So that's a, that's a positive thing. It it's becoming more normalized. Um, and uh, the negative side, so there's the social media piece we've, we've spoken about. Um, I think... And there's a tremendous. I think there's there's more. I think Ezel, Asher Semech Bechalko is under attack. What do you mean? Oh, I mean like that concept of like a, looking a looking for other people. Sure. The 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 pressure financially uh, that and financial pressure places potentially places strain on marriage. Right. Right. Um, I think also that with with there's less of a connection. I think there. I think we're more disconnected from each other. Because we could have our, you know, I say like we when we got married, I, we didn't have a. We had different iterations of whether we had a TV or not. I think we started off we didn't have a TV when we got married. I think there was a time when they were in Passaic, we were like the Shabbos going that had the TV. You come over for like uh, Super Bowls, <laughs> we'll come up. But so I think, I think there were different iterations of it. But I remember, I remember that, like, if we if we ever wanted to like watch something, we there was like one screen, and we it was a conscious decision, and we'd all come together. And now like everyone on their own device can c- complete disconnect so that, yeah. that has its own um, sure. challenges. And I think there's another challenge because we're a fast paced society, I think that people think that, let's say in Shalom bias we can solve the problem right away. And because, because we, like we know that we go to the doctor and let's say, you know, you uh, break your hip or you injure yourself physically, you know the doctor says there's gonna need four weeks of physical therapy. So like you accept that. But I think when it comes to like showing bias issues or maybe mental health issues again, which is more more intangible, we want the solution right away. Just fix it. You know, fix mm-hmm. it right away. So true. And I think that today's day and age, because of the fast paced world, we you need to give it time mm-hmm. to like to deal with the issue. I mean, I guess the whole machlok is uh, this is beyond my pay grade about like, you know, behavior based therapy versus like uh, psychoanalytic therapy or whatever. The uh, in terms of like, just the, do you change your, beha- do you just change your actions right away? Or but a lot of it is really processing and talking about it and speaking about it and reflecting. And that takes time. And I think people aren't prepared. So true. People
2: are really not willing to anymore. Right. It's very true. Very true. The Amazon and the, everything is right. just so quick and yeah. it's like, or not willing, it's so true, it's such a great point.
1: And I also think there's a lot of escapes. I don't, I don't know that the problems are worse or better than they were, but I do think that the, the, there's. it's a little bit easier to get addicted to certain things. Um, and those things create their own problems. So what do you mean they, by addicted even, to? Even like the internet, or things that people watch, or it, it, there's so much stress, mm-hmm. and people have these easy ways to escape, and then they don't know how to cope. It's go Back to that, the coping skills. Mm-hmm. Are really are really pretty weak. Um, I do think COVID also. I don't like to throw everything on COVID, but you know, I I think I, so for kids, meaning like they didn't they don't remember how to have social skills, so to speak, from that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's an example of I think what's happened altogether. Like people just don't have the same level or ability to cope with things maybe as they did before, hmm. um, because I think they're not as patient and because the frustration tolerance is so yeah. low. So I I think I I happen to think the stresses have become very high. The more things we have, the more stress we have.
2: Also financially, and I think the financial stresses are. are, I mean,
1: I don't think we. I don't think my kids could do what we did. We talk about it, we laugh about it, but it was manageable. It really was manageable to live on that amount of money. We did it. It's not manageable today, and I think that really is a very stressful thing. Um, on the other hand, I have to tell you, so my kids are going to Chinuch and all these other things. So the idealism is still there. You know, <laughs> right. it's, still, it's, not, it's not
2: impossible. It's true, it's true, it's true. I'm curious, to as as we get to, like, wrapping up, if you would choose between children enhancing a marriage or children placing stress on a marriage, obviously, it's there. there's a little bit of both. But which one would you say is more correct?
1: I, I think the answer is yes and yes. <laughs> I know, it's a right? tough question. A, I, know, and I, I, I love the question just because it's, it's an original kind of a question, but I think it's obvious that listen, obviously children are a complete and utter, complete bracha in every single way. And when somebody doesn't have children, it's extremely tragic and mm-hmm. the whole that that, you know, it's impossible really to fill that void. So I, I think we have to, so clearly it's, it's you, you're talking about Maslow's, it's perfect for this. It's happiness on another level. It's not happiness on this level. It's not happiness on the basic level. Um, research, the research really does show it's just a mixed bag. For some people, it's, it's objectively stressful. Even if you're excellent at it and really – it's objectively stressful. And there are studies that people's happiness goes down because of that. Yeah. But that also – It to also comes all, back
2: to what you were saying before in terms of like how much do you have – how much coping skills do you have? Exactly. If you have the coping skills, then it's just – it can be amazing. It can, it, be, it, can, it, it can reach the highest of heights.
1: It can reach the highest of heights in many different ways. Um, if you, so it comes after to all these other factors. Research does If you're able to get enough sleep, sleep has a lot to do with it. A good marriage has to do with it. Financial has to do with it. So if things are in a good space and good, then then they also enhance it, even on the happier, even on the basic level. Hmm. But I think we can also say it's a meaningfulness thing. It's a it's a happiness that's a, a deeper happiness. It's not, it's 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 meaningfulness. That's all I could say. It's satisfaction. It's also, it's nachas that comes, you know. Slowly, <laughs> it's it's not, it's um, we, so we, I would we, say we've got a little
0: bit of Dachas, I think.
1: Baruch Hashem,
0: Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem.
1: I, I,
2: I know, I know Baruch a couple Baruch of each yeah, other, yeah, yeah. Yes. Very, Baruch very, God. very Baruch blessed. Baruch it's the
1: most stressful and the most, you know, it's, it's absolutely, it's almost like it's hard to answer the question because you feel so privileged to be able to answer the question, right? <laughs> but I'm, it also it's very stressful, it's like but isn't okay. it like
0: Yiddishkeit in general? I mean. It's, it's, is it stressful? What's that? I'm not an expert in Yiddish, but it's fair to be right? a <laughs> right, right, it's like right, difficult to be but well, what, like what does that mean? I mean like we feel, right, people who are committed to Torah and and see the value in it, of course it causes stress, right? You know, she you know, Shiva tuition, which is probably another podcast better talk. Yeah. Right. saying <laughs> like, like the, the expense, the, the it's a lot of work, right? But we believe in it. And, and 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 it's and it gives us, it gives us so much bracha. The challenge is, I like to say, and I think it's true for parenting as it is for yiddishkeit in general. You know, we say shema yisrael, hashem right? Which is kabalas ol shamayim. You're accepting the yoke. You know, it's like a heavy burden, the yoke of karach baruch's kingship on you. But you know what we have to do The mm. very next bus is I yeah, love it the nice. challenge is to feel that sense of obligation how it's like it it's who we are it's it's our it's 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 our identity so if we are blessed to have children it's a wonderful identity and it's work but like we we learn to love it because we realize it's it's, it's who we are to the extent that we're blessed and privileged to have children yeah and, and sure. it
1: just as a uh, uh, a, a concrete example of that, our daughter just graduated Einstein. Mm, Malatah. So, yeah. Baruch Hashem, a huge accomplishment. And in the graduation, they let you bring your children. And it's such an incredible sight to see. No, yeah, no, they let like, you walk they on they stage. Wa- yeah. No, no, they yeah. can walk on stage they, with the children. Walk on, 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 so you see the from graduates. Yeah. And Baruch Hashem, they're walking on the stage, the ones who are privileged to do so, with their children. Mm. She it, walked in <laughs> This is our <laughs> belief. This is our belief. This is what, you know, and, and, you know, you look at families that are so large and you're like, oh, you know, that, that's the dream. Not everybody could do it and, not, and not, it's not right for everybody and not those large, very huge numbers might not be, but but ultimately it's, it's the meaningfulness that comes from it. Um, the more you can be aware of ways that it might be challenging without, one thing I really don't like, I he did this when it happened to me. Oh, you know, when you're pregnant and they're like, oh, get your sleep now. Like, I don't like <laughs> scaring people like it's miserable. But it is, you, you have to recognize the it sure. kidney. It's, it's stressful.
2: Right. You have to be realistic. It's, you have to yeah. be realistic. Totally. Any, uh, as we wrap up, any, any final message? from, uh, from
0: um, So like I said, I think it's a, uh, I think for those who, it's a bracha to find a soulmate. It's also work. It's a bracha to have children. And it's a lot of work. At the same time, um, I I like to use the model of the Shema. We talked about Shema just a minute ago in terms of relationship, Shalom bias, and also with children. um, On the one hand, the first paragraph of Shema is it's all about the attitude, right? It's all about your relationship with the Karash Baruch, or the first paragraph. And attitude is critical in terms of Shalom bias with your spouse and also in terms of with your children. The second paragraph is the Shemo. It's about the mitzvah. It's about the action. You can't just have attitude without action. You need both attitude and action. You can't have action without attitude. So, first is the framework, the attitude, the shema. And the Second one is the action. But sometimes life gets stressful and we need a lot of siyat to As the Al mentioned, initially we have to dive in. Thus we have the third paragraph of Kriya Shema. The third paragraph of Kriya Shema is remembering Aniyah Shemuel Kechen, the Shemiteshim, Remember when we fell in love with the Kodesh Hu. So, always. When going through those stressful moments with the spouse, remember the wedding and having the uh, stressful time with the children. Remember that moment when the baby first came into existence. Remember those moments, and hopefully they'll give us chizuk and strength to carry on the holy mission of marriage and the holy mission of having children.
2: Amen. Amen. Wow. Thank you so much to both of you. This was such an incredible pleasure, a pleasure to sit with with my ready from high school and to sit with both of you and uh you. really thank wow you you, you, know, you were saying in the beginning like what if we don't have enough to say whatever oh, an hour and five minutes we're good you know, you guys are amazing <laughs> okay. thank you so much it's very much, really. nice to thank see
1: you. where, where you've come thank you so much thank you
2: thank you